Wow, wow, wow. What an exceptional series of workshops and events. Guys, if you did not participate in the uh, OFC and Beck workshops that was held these uh, last couple of weeks, you missed something exceptional. But you're welcome in advance. We have the one and only Jarvis Gray on with us today. He is a business growth strategist. He's going to be sharing. It's a, he's not a stranger to the show. He's he's not not now. He's a regular. Uh, he's going to be sharing a bit about his experience, his time here in Montreal, and just some of the tips and tricks that he was able to share with the community. And guys, just sit back. I hope you have a pen, paper. Be. I hope you're ready. You're ready for the information he's going to be sharing with you guys today on the Empower Hour. Welcome to the Empower Hour. We bring empower to the people because the people have the power. This squad's going to entertain, enlighten, and empower y'all. I'm Queen Kaya, joined by Pharaoh Hammond Freeman and Gina the Great. But before we do anything else, like always, we're going to bless this show and our kings and queens listening. Ah, I am so grateful to life. I'm grateful to God our creator. I'm grateful to our ancestors. Uh, just for creating this amazing opportunity for us to be able to be on here today. Guys, I'm just calling on that spirit of love. I'm calling that spirit of light. I'm calling in all the ancestors. I want to bring in unity. I want to bring in entertainment. I want to bring in peace, love, and harmony for each and every one of our listeners. I'm sending out that blessing. Hotep. Amen. Ashe. Aibobo. That one's for you, Gina. Hey. I don't know why you make me shake my head after you put a blessing. I just uh <laughs> oh, guys, I'm I'm feeling hype. There are certain key fundamentals that we need to know when it comes to running your business, operating your business, scaling your business, generating more revenue. And this brother Jarvis Gray, I I, I can't help but give him the praise. You guys Google the name Jarvis Gray. Sit back, stay tuned. Up next, we're Parley with the People. We'll be diving in with our brother Jarvis Gray. Parley with, with the people. people. Parley with the 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 people, y'all. So, like we had mentioned at the top of the show, guys, um, a few weeks ago, we had an awesome, awesome series of activities, uh, events, workshops, and, you know, just, just all type of community building. It was the OFC in conjunction with Beck. That's the Black Entrepreneurial Knowledge Hub. Um, and a part of that, we had brought up our brother, Jarvis Gray from Atlanta. And it's the it's the second time we had an opportunity, we're having an opportunity, an opportunity to have him on uh, the show with us. We interviewed him sometime in January, and now he's back. And this time we have him live in studio. So blessings, brother Jarvis. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for the the experience of this amazing studio. This is fun. Thank you. Oh, my brother, it's my pleasure. Shout out to Andrew, um, our engineer, and Studio 11 for just creating this amazing space for us. So um, for those who are not familiar with you, let's first take a, a, a quick step back before we dive in and uh, talk a little bit about our past experience experiences and whatnot can you take a moment to introduce yourself to our listeners i'd love to uh so jarvis gray business growth strategist based out of atlanta georgia 
where uh, small business clients hire me to help them um, implement strategies to grow their business, get more leads, convert more clients, make more money. That's what I do. I tell everybody that I am a two-trick pony. I love doing business strategy and business coaching. That's the work that I do every day. And I love being a good dad and a good husband. So I was fortunate to bring my son, Jacob, who uh, just ran out the room not too long ago. Um, but, you know, trying to expose him to the business world, to Montreal, to you know, the culture and the people here. Um, but that's really it. Um, I've been in my business for seven, going on six, seven years now mm-hmm. and just trying to serve as much as possible. So that's the goal. So let me ask you, and as you, as you just say it, how important is that work-life balance? So I, I do not subscribe to that mindset. Mm, I, I do not know what work-life balance is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe in something called work-life integration. Mm. So again, I'm here working technically, right, you know, yeah. we we kicked off the event the first night I was here with yeah. an amazing networking mm-hmm. and mastermind. Yeah. Um, and then yesterday mm-hmm. we we had the workshop yeah. and who was pushing the buttons on the slides? Right. My son, That's Jacob. It. Right. True. So um, I, I definitely believe as small business owners, we have to figure out how to make it all work. Mm. There's not going to be, hey, I get to clock in for 40 hours and I could clock out and go back to my, you know, go back to my family or go back mm-hmm. to my home. Um, I just believe in integrating it, which means we have to figure out how to be happy with the flow of business, Mm -hmm. the flow of life. And even when they start to intersect, Mm -hmm. we have to make sure, you know, our our partners, our significant others, that they are on board, that our families can indulge in our business. I mean, you saw Jacob answering questions, being a part of the conversation, right? So I, I just personally believe in integration. I think the more we can accept integrating work, life health spirituality mm-hmm. just the better we are as people that's that's my personal belief wow and you know and yeah, I, 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 sorry yeah. i want to expand on that because i mean of course i think work-life balance comes from a mindset a lot of time of employer employee mm-hmm. so that's where that, a lot of that conversation comes from but when you're building your business and understanding of the first five years it's a lot of growth there's a lot of you have to put a lot more in than you get to have out yeah. and i think that mindset's very important there um but is is the Maybe not for everyone, but is is the goal not to eventually be able to kind of say like, um, this is a well oiled machine, is doing what it uh, what it's doing, and you kind of get a, uh, an opportunity to step back, and have yeah. more life than work in that balance. Yeah, of course. Um, and that was a big part of our conversation yesterday. I wish Kaya was here. Mm-hmm. She she was literally saying what I learned today was fire Kaya, fire Kaya. <laughs> um, yeah. So I I do you know I, I do promote we have to figure out how to fire ourselves right. in our business. Because we, we start a business with a very specific goal or impact that we want to make. Um, we had a great, the way we started the workshop was just asking, what's your why? Mm-hmm. Why are you driven to do this? Because if it was about making money, we could say it's easier to go work for somebody else, clock in, clock out, and just enjoy yeah. everything else. Yeah. Um, but we are all on a mission. But to your question, we got to hustle, we got to grind, we got to figure out how to build on the front end. And then hopefully if we do it right, we'll get to a point where things are automated. We have the systems in place. And I mentioned it during the workshop. System stands for saving yourself stress, time, energy, and money. Hmm, hold right? on. Let's say that one more time. <laughs> yes, for those who are listening. So the system is saving yourself stress, stress time, time, energy, energy, and money. money. Systems. That's the acronym. Uh-huh. I wish I remember where I got it from, but yeah. after I learned it, I was like, that's game on. One. Yeah. yeah. That's so yeah. building the systems to standardize your business, to work yourself out of all the manual stuff and automate or delegate, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. 
But what I find, and even with the clients I'm working with, even when we start to build the systems, they don't want to build the system so they can go lay on the beach or just sleep in bed right. all day. They want to build that system so now they can do more of the mission right. of what they're really pursuing while the business is the financial path that, that supports it financially. So there's, there's, that's the trade-off. Mm-hmm. It's how do we really build the mission? How do we continue to involve our family or our children, build the legacies? That's a lot of the folks I work with, or at least... Those are the principles that I'm building my business around. Right. And those are the people that I like to connect with and support them as clients to help them build the same. And do you see that in the same thing? Like, do you see that with someone who might open a convenience store the same way someone who opens, um, you know, uh, a clothing store or what have you? I mean, ideally, you want to do something you love. But in my head, and I don't come from you people, but like <laughs> if I'm going to open a business for a convenience store I don't know if I love being a convenience store <laughs> clerk, but I'm saying to myself, this is allowing me a certain amount of autonomy or X, Y, Z. Or do you see that it always has a grain of like, there's something about it that I love in the business that I create? Yeah, so I, I'm a big component of, uh, we have to figure out problems to solve. Mm-hmm. So I think some of the bad advice for business owners or entrepreneurs is, what are you good at? What do you love doing? Mm-hmm. I don't care about what you're good at. What's a problem out there in the world that you feel you are capable of solving, whether you are good at it, love it, whatever. Can you solve the problem? If the answer is yes, then figure out how to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. Set up the solutions, build your foundations, then set up the structure to automate, work yourself out of it or let somebody else take over it. But do I believe we need to be in love with our businesses? Absolutely not. That's because I, I never I always hear that mm-hmm. do what you love you never work a day in your life right but then that happens that tell that to all the starving artists you know what I mean at the end of the day like then you Correct. you feel like a failure because like you said if I do what I love I'll be able to like live off of that right. and you know and and not work a day in my life well now yeah. you're not working and you're not making money either you you gotta solve problems that's that's truly what business is meant for um, and uh, the way we even articulated in our workshop yesterday. There's a problem out there that your ideal prospects or clients have. There's a problem they have and don't want. There's a solution they want and don't have. And if you can figure out how to connect the dots, <clears throat> excuse me, if you can figure out how to connect the dots, you got a potentially a million dollar or a billion dollar business model, right? The, the, the big giants in the business industry now, the Bezos and those folks, they have figured out how to solve a big problem that billions of people have. That's why they are at their status and so forth, right? Every problem, every every product or server that, that exists successfully yeah. is just figured out that there's a problem, there's a gap. Mm-hmm. Can I fill the gap? Mm-hmm. It's just that easy. Um, so a lot of this social media stuff, we were talking mm-hmm. right before we started taping about social media. Yeah. I, I just don't believe you have to go out there and post on social media all day, every day. You just got to figure out your problem, figure out your audience and connect the two. So for me, a lot of times I can just pick up the phone because I know my audience. I understand their problem. So I can just call a business and say, hey, are these your problems? If so, here's an opportunity to get some solutions. solutions. Wow. And what's what's standing out the most to me is that it's still that that why component Mm -hmm. It's because I um, and this is something else we were were chatting about is that. and I'm just going to talk about the 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 entrepreneurs that you know that that I've engaged with and whatever. The, I find that there there's almost a lack of motivation, and I think maybe um, 
I might be just comparing it to what I see, and I, you know, I, I work with you and stuff like that, and I, I do have a lot of people that I connect with in the United States and in different cities, even, like, I, I don't, I don't want to say it's unique to just Quebec, Montreal, but I even find that some of the, my entrepreneurs I deal with in Ontario have a bit more of a hustle and a, mm. a go-getting spirit, yeah. and I'm not, like, and I'm not sure if it's just because people's wives aren't big enough, like, you know, like, it's not... I, or they're not uncomfortable enough but i just find that you know we're kind of in a complacent kind of you know mindset as a community yeah. and and i find that it's something that like i don't know and maybe this is some of the things we could talk about where <laughs> where where people can start to reflect a little bit differently about their whys to really like you know maybe tweak it a little bit to create a different sense of motivation within them yeah yeah i share the story very often and i shared a little bit of it yesterday during our our event um, so the why to me is the only thing that will allow an entrepreneur to be successful mm. because for me, parts of my story, mother had me at 16, born and raised in Miami, Florida during the cocaine eighties when things were just, it was the wild, wild west during that time, mm-hmm. the Scarface eighties, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> um, a lot of drugs, a lot of violence, homelessness. Those were parts of my upbringing. So when mm-hmm. I started my business, at first, it was absolutely, I was attracted to that whole mindset, the laptop lifestyle and, you know, I, I can be financially free and mm-hmm. just move how I wanted to move. And then when I started my business and like most anyone, I struggled. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I knew I had the skills to solve a problem, but I didn't know how to build a business. Right. Yeah. I started working with a coach. And so, again, the power of a coach, like any athlete or, you know, any of the moguls that are out there. The coach helps you, you know, they they take all that raw energy, that passion, that drive. Um, But one of the first things my coach got me to do was really think about why are you in business? Mm -hmm. And of course, I had to connect to my origin stories. What got me to this point, again, with my son here with us now, my daughter who's back home. um, It really came down to I don't want them to experience anything I experienced growing up. Mm. So now my why, like I wake up every day scared that if I do not build this business successfully, mm-hmm. that we're going to be on the streets. Mm-hmm. They're going to be, you know, we're in Atlanta now, mm-hmm. but there's violence, there's home, you know, yeah. all the things that I fought against to get away from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I literally have this fear every day and that drives me. It scares the crap out of me mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I'm looking at myself, the why is there, when I'm looking to partner with other business owners to help them yeah. push one of the first questions, why are you in business? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Right. And if your why is not connecting, I wish you the absolute best, but mm-hmm. I might not be the coach for you. Right. And I have a, I have a, a, a big network of other coaches. I could try to get you connected, but I need people who are hungry, who wake up every day scared mm-hmm. that they're going to fail. They're going to let somebody down. They're not mm-hmm. going to support the community, have the impact. That's just how I'm built personally. Okay. And, and I just think, when when business owners know their why, mm-hmm. they will move heaven, hell, everything in between to be successful. Let's take a quick positive cause just to shout out our homegirls, Kemba and Andrea from Keen Real Estate Group. Whenever you're thinking real estate, whenever you're thinking investments, whenever you're thinking about planning for the long term, think Keen Real Estate Group. They're generating wealth for generations. KeenGroup.ca if your goal is to purchase a car and to make the process as simple as possible, just get a car broker, guys. You just get a car broker. Big shout out to our homeboy, Hamsdale Jacques, the owner of HJCoutierAuto.com. That's H-J-C-O-U-R-T-I-E-R-A-U-T-O.com. 
If you're a small to medium-sized business and you're getting started and you're ready to go to the next level, what do you need? You need a phone line and you need a website. Think Mainstream Digicom. They got all your telecommunication needs checked. MainstreamDigicom.com. You're trying to get out on the web. You're trying to understand how to navigate through ads. Check out Java Logics for all your marketing, your digital marketing. Where would we be without Preston? I don't even know. Check out Java Logics. I give thanks to Preston for what he's done for the OFC. The amount of positive reviews we've gotten from all his referrals, we're proud to stand behind his work. Check out javalogics.com. No, it's not just because he's my brother. It's because you can't talk hip-hop in Montreal without saying M-City Solo. Guys, check out his latest project, In My Feels, available on mcitysolo.com. If it's not one of the, the hardest new EPs to hit Montreal, come and let me know. You already know. It's your boy, Farrell, big enough, mcitysolo.com. Keeping the culture alive. I gotta give thanks to West Can Folk Performing Company. For the last 40 years plus, they've been promoting our culture through song, drum, and dance. Educating youth, the children, the seniors. Just check them out. WestCanFolk.com Girl, what are you cooking? My curry chicken. Ooh, you're burning it. Oh, gosh, it looks so... <laughs> It's okay, girl. You need the Curry House. They have the best Caribbean food in town. Two locations in Montreal, West Island and Cotonège. For more information, follow Caribbean Curry House MTL. Don't forget to mention the Empower Hour for your 10% discount. So, who placed in the order? Me. <laughs> DeVito, WizKid, Burner Boy. Those are just some of the big names that's blessed Montreal thanks to Afrobeats Montreal. Definitely check out Afrobeats MTL for all concerts, show listings, everything that has to do with Afrobeats in the city. Check out Afrobeats MTL. One full circle. We are the Melanin Community Resource Hub and Network. What does that mean? We're here for each other. And when you when you say the why, right, is in... For example, if, if I were to start a business tomorrow mm-hmm. or have whatever, my why is to build generational wealth. Is that enough of a why, though? Like, or do you need do you need it to be like dig a little deeper than like that? Change like does it have to change the world, or could it just be I just want to have some bread in the future? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, so I, I can't judge a why, mm-hmm. right? I can't mm-hmm. I can't look at your why mm-hmm. and say, oh, that's not big enough. That's not important. <laughs> <laughs> but the the I, I guess what I'm looking for is to understand: Do you have a why? Mm-hmm. And then is that why, like, keeping you up, scaring you, pushing you, driving you every single day? That's what we're really looking for. Okay, because that's, um, that's big in saying that. Is, is that why driving you and all that? Because I think anyone can tell you why. And, yeah. like, and, and what if they told you, like, well, well, technically me saying I want generational wealth is me saying I want money. But if someone tells you, like, well, why do you want to grow a business? I want money. Is, is, is that... that? So when I asked the question, even yesterday, I, mm-hmm. I asked it to the room we had. 20-ish people yeah. in the room with mm-hmm. us. I have yet, and I've been asking this question for years, mm-hmm. I have yet to have somebody say, I want money. Mm-hmm. That's the amazing, that's what I love about business owners and entrepreneurs. The, the majority, if not 100%, are mission-driven. Yes, we need money to be financially stable so we're not out here scared right. you know, financially. Uh, we need money because we need 
uh, uh, we need the funds to move our missions forward. Yeah. But every business owner, it's something connected to I'm breaking generational curses. I want to establish generational wealth. Uh, one of my favorite lines from a hip hop song is I'm trying to make sure my family tree is loaded with hammocks. And I was just like, uh, that was a big Sean mm-hmm. I was, Like when I heard it, I was like, yep, mm-hmm. I want my family tree from my son all the way down. Mm-hmm. Like that tree is going to be decked out nice, right? Be comfortable. Okay. So there, there's always a why, <clears throat> but it's not, I'm trying to be the next Bezos. I'm okay. trying to be the next. Right. Right. It is, I want to have this impact. I want to change the world in my own little area. Like it, I, I have local business owners who only care about their little five mile radius around their business. Wow. Yeah. I have folks who are doing business on a national scale, right. international scale, mm-hmm. and they all want to just have their impact. And that's what I'm looking for. And to know, okay, if we had to walk through glass, right. And you hear about like the Tony Robin workshops where he has people walking through coal it's because he's testing their why. Is uh, your, what? do you believe? <laughs> so hold on, how come I didn't hear about that? You know about this? Walking in cold? No, I yeah. heard other stuff about Tony Robbins, so I don't know. Yeah, and I, I only follow from a distance, but right. you know, yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. different. Know, yeah, okay, just right. sharing yeah. an example. Yeah, but, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, but it's, it's you know, what's the resolve? Mm-hmm. Are you ready to go to battle Yeah, that's for your vision, for your dream, for your mission? That's mm-hmm. That's the power of the why. I like that. And I'm going to start implementing more of that in conversations with the entrepreneurs coming up. And, you know, when they when they come to us with an idea, mm-hmm. it's like because uh, within OFC, we get them from all different levels, you know. So we have the person that's just it's excited about an idea and a concept. But it's really let's break that down a little bit. Like, what's the why behind it? You know, even when we went to dinner yesterday talking to brothers and sisters and they were they were they were talking about their product that they were, you yeah. know, looking to shoot. We, we both started asking them, like, hey, but why are you doing that? Like, you know, even with them, they started yeah. to look at it differently. It's like, wait. It, it was the two questions. Yeah. Why, why are you doing it? And mm-hmm. what's the problem you're trying to solve? That's it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it really just changes that. And actually, so this is a good little segue because um, so we could talk a little bit uh, about what we had experienced, right? And the workshops that we did and, and the impacts and stuff like that. So um, I'd mentioned I brought you up to uh, take part in the workshops with Beck. Uh, and for those who are now listening or just tuning in now, we're here with Brother Jarvis Gray. He's um, one of our, it's a business consultant or business well, business growth strategist business is the technical. Growth? Yeah. Yes, it's business, business coaching, business consulting. Right. So you're all a business growth strategist. So we brought him in from Atlanta, um, and so we had the um, the first night. So this is Friday night. Uh, we had what was called the hot seat or the hot seat mastermind. Hot seat mastermind. And and you guys, as you're listening to us now, we've already started the the, the groundwork to to make this at least a monthly thing that we'll be doing. Um, so the OFC is going to be hosting. Um, uh, a monthly um, hot seat mastermind because it's super powerful. So actually, can you just explain to, to, to our audience what it is? Yeah, so um, I'll say first, it's one of my favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. It's when you get a room full of, you know, uh, business leaders and or you could do it virtually. Mm-hmm. So just but it worked. Mm-hmm. It was very powerful. Yeah, it was, it's, I find that people uh, really enjoyed the in-person aspect because yeah. they, they miss it, too. But yes. Yeah. So we basically we we literally pulled a seat to the front of the audience Mm -hmm. and we invited somebody to sit down in that seat and quickly share a big opportunity that they're trying to figure out in their business. Mm. It could be a problem, an opportunity, just something they've been struggling with. And they share that with the audience mm-hmm. and then they have to stop talking, which we had to, yeah. we had to, <laughs> come through, we're like, uh, it's not your turn. Pause. Yeah. We, we had to, we had to pull the microphone a few times. Yeah. Um, but it is literally after they share that opportunity, then the entire audience gets a chance to solve the problem for mm-hmm. them. You're right. That's it. And that person is sitting there, you know, hopefully taking notes, writing down the things, the feedback that's given. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they do that for five minutes. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we ask them, so what's one or two things that you can commit to based on what was shared? Mm-hmm. And it is powerful because, of course, you get a chance to quickly introduce yourself, your business, so the networking. Um, and then you get literally a room full of business leaders answering your biggest questions. Mm-hmm. And we just keep doing that until we ran out of time. We probably got through seven, eight yeah, people at exactly, least. Yeah, and everybody, like people were yearning for it after the fact. <laughs> they were like, yo, uh, they want it to go up. It's, and that's really what it is. And what I appreciated in terms of feedback after the fact is that they were, the, they were thanking us. Because the fact that people, especially nowadays, like a lot of entrepreneurs, we go to these workshops and stuff like that. And it's almost like theoretical workshops where we're there to talk about different, you know, problems that we're having. But it comes across very hypothetical almost. And there's nothing really tangible for the people to leave with. And this was like the complete opposite because we're like, look, express what your problem is. And we're going to give you like now in real time solutions that you could you could start as you go back to your seat. You could start making changes, you know, right. to, to what you're what you're doing. And that uh, I love that because again, we're here to offer real value, you right, to the people of the community. So that so that right. was the that was the first, and that was exceptional. It was a great icebreaker, awesome for networking. Um, we're, we're still teetering between should we do it virtually or if we should do it in person. I I personally want to more go for the in person aspect, but. Sure. We'll say, especially now as the weather's changing, it's easier to get people to come out. Um, so so that's what that is. Do you have you come across a lot of like usual suspects problems like for for each business? Is there like has there been like a common thread of of something that you see come up often, or is it very custom from one? From no, uh, I mean the the common culprit is going to be marketing, um, mm-hmm. and marketing is just it's a big opportunity because a lot of small business owners, um, the majority I will say get into business because they got some skills, some expertise that they've honed through years of doing it for someone else on the job. Right. And then they say, you know what? I could do this by myself. That was my story. Mm-hmm. Like I doing, I was doing strategy and, and, and um, process improvement for healthcare companies for over 15 years. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I think I could do this for myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you, you have your technical skills that drive you, but you don't know business development. Mm-hmm. Marketing is a big part sales and marketing. So I do break down kind of the six areas. And this is a part of our conversation yesterday. Mm-hmm. So every business needs strategy. You need, you know, strategic processes. Mm-hmm. You need financial management processes, people management processes, software and systems. And then you need uh, sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm missing one. I'm probably sure there's one in there missing. But well, unless um, you, if you, maybe it's sales and marketing, because you did say six <laughs> and then I went to five. So, right. and then yeah. but, how? But, mm-hmm. but, you know, those are all the things that that. I encourage all my uh, my my clients. We got to have that documented. This is how you start to fire yourself. That's it. Is by building out those specific types of strategies. Mm-hmm. But every single body that I talk to has a uh, need for marketing, sales, advertising, um, and then we break that down even further. So, what do you need when we're talking about sales and marketing? Well, I need more leads. I need to convert convert more leads into clients. Mm-hmm. I need to figure out how to get recurring revenue in my business so now my sales are predictable and I'm not going sale to sale trying to figure out when the next one's coming. Mm-hmm. So those are additional things that we break down. I will say the conversations from this week, I will say the teams should also focus on, especially if we're going to do more networking, yeah. definitely more in-person networking. How to introduce your business in 30 seconds or less. That was a big thing that I, I yeah. did see and I, um, you well, know, identified. You can't do that. That elevator pitch, yeah. And it's, it, you know, it's it's a unique feeling 
because it's like you want to you want to brag about your baby right mm-hmm. that's your business you hey i love my baby this is my baby and then it was like four minutes later it's like guys we, <laughs> yeah it's like that's back. your baby and uh, i got my own so I'm out. right yeah. so so those are some other things that i see that i see personally um how to network effectively so when you show up at a networking event you're not just there. Mm-hmm. You come to a networking event with some goals and objectives. For me, I like to get three contacts or set three meetings as quickly as possible so I could just relax. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I go to a networking event, I meet three people. Mm-hmm. I get your contact info. But we talked about it during the event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, don't just get business cards. Business cards suck. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it just it gets weird. And every, you, you end up with a pocket full of business cards. <laughs> mm-hmm. Take the time to say, hey, Pharaoh. What are you doing Monday? I'd love to go ahead and set up a follow-up phone call. That's go it. ahead and book an appointment right there on, on the spot. The spot yeah. uh, we talked about CRMs, mm-hmm. systems that can help do a lot of this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you leverage that as a part of your networking strategy? And so the CRM, for, for our listeners who might not be aware, that's your customer relationship manager. Exactly. Right? So that, that's, what, that's, just, that's a platform that you use to follow up. Um, and you could automate it. And this is one of the things we discussed yesterday as well, where we even just, we went as deep as discussing like the drip campaigns and different things like that. So it's right. like, once you have these kind of tools in place, um, you get the lead in. So the lead is, a, is somebody that could, you could follow up to potentially be a client. Um, after you do a one and two follow ups, you put them as a part of this drip campaign where your system is automatically sending emails and reminding, you know, just touching base and, you know, looking to lead that lead into where, where you want it to go and, and, and have it become a member uh, or a client in, in regular cases in mind it's becoming well, a I'm telling you if everybody took away what you just took away mm-hmm. that this trip was well worth it because mm-hmm. that is such a powerful strategy that mm-hmm. 90% of the business owners I come across do not have in place yeah. mm-hmm. so that's why we did spend so much time I think talking about it yesterday mm-hmm. um, but you could do that while you're face to face networking yeah um, but yeah, those are a lot of things that I see commonly for small business owners. I want I want to just give a little <laughs> nugget that you gave yesterday as well that I thought was exceptional, uh, especially now we all have smartphones. It's the idea of taking a selfie with an individual and then yeah. emailing it to them, right on the spot. So then right away, that's another you get that you get their contact. They they have a visual, um, you know, yeah. to to kind of tie you guys together, and then it's easier to follow up. It's like, hey, yeah, cool. You already have that email engagement or whatever the case. Sometimes your email will be following people's spams. So by doing that right away, it's like, oh, did you get the email yet? Check, make sure you got it. Good. All right, so we'll follow up then. You know, so I I, I love that. And I, I, again, yeah. we're here to add these nuggets. Yeah, and, and you have fun with it because one of the things you have to realize when you're networking. It's awkward for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm the guy that's at least going to acknowledge the awkwardness. Be like, all right, let me let me just take a quick selfie. You're going to remember this big head, <laughs> right? Make a quick joke about yeah, it, but yeah. make it, you know, bring the levity. Mm-hmm. Um, the goal is to stand out. I was about to say, yeah. So when they see my email, oh, that was the guy who made this dumb joke about <laughs> the big head, right? And then it's like, mm-hmm. let me talk to him. Let me, let mm-hmm. me see what he's about. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you just build a relationship. So relationship marketing is a real thing. It's a real strategy. Right. Just build a relationship. The no like and trust factors. That's all a part of it. Because mm-hmm. marketing is a whole beast, and it's and it's one of those things that I think that um, <coughs> not that let's say that people give up on, but like there is a lot of unknown in it, and it's kind of like oh that's marketing, and and we sent the picture, so we like we, you just have to sit and wait or trust the process. <laughs> in some instances, I understand the trust the process term. In other instances, it's like tell me that one more time. And you'll see trust. <laughs> well, so. well, before you even trust the process, you got to define the process. Mm, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So for every business owner, definitely every business owner listening now, what's your sales process? Is it documented? 
That's it. And when I say documented, I mean literally piece of paper or, or a bunch of pieces of paper in your office um, saying, hey, step one of my sales process. This is how I get my leads. When I'm at a networking event and I connect with somebody, I'm going to do A, B and C. Right. And if if part A doesn't work, then I should have a condition to say, OK, I'm going to send the email, give it three days. Then I'm follow up with a phone call. Right. So let's have the process defined. So then, you know, if you should trust it or not. That's it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. I see. And this, and this is these are it's like subtle and I, I almost want to say simple um, fundamental processes that we're just not doing. We like we take it for granted. And it's a lot of times. Well, we sometimes spo- they don't know. But that's we don't it. know about we, it. We don't. Yes, we don't know. But that's and I guess that's where it's that's the difference between like that. Um, I, I want to say that entrepreneur and a person who's just doing a hustle, right? Because it's like, if you're serious about it, you will, you want to know, you're going to go to the workshops, you're going to make the calls, you're going to investigate, you're going to do the homework that you need to do so that you could do be better in your craft. It's like a, it's like a person playing a sport. Like you're good, but you're going to have a coach. You're going to read up on it. You're right. going to watch some stuff online. But I'll play read. devil's advocate of this. Like, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of information out there mm-hmm. and you can find, you can find the wrong coach. You can find the wrong information that will lead you. Yeah astray mm-hmm. so it's it's not it's i, I don't want to go like oh well if you're not really an entrepreneur because you're not really feeling it you could have gone and found out the wrong information which is why you tune into yeah, the well, empower hour <laughs> <laughs> to get the right information but i'm just saying i like the connection but you know there's there's a ton of information out there right for better or for worse it's hard to say what's good or what's bad <clears throat> what i will say is that because there's so much information out there to me that's all the more reason you need a coach mm-hmm. right right so i tell everybody again i'm only good at two things I'm either watching cartoons with the kids. We we were watching cartoons all this morning before the interview here. Um, or I'm reading things around strategy and business. I mean, if you come to my office, like half of the wall is just dedicated to the best books that I found on business. Mm-hmm. I literally connect with my favorite authors and my favorite gurus, and I'm picking their brains. So mm-hmm. hopefully, um, if you have a coach already, your coach has a coach. So that's that's one of my criteria. If, if you're thinking about working with a coach, ask the coach if they have a coach. If mm. they say no, that's a problem. Mm. A coach without a coach to me is a hypocrite. Mm. I see. Right? Yes, right. Okay. So I have coaches and I have what I think are probably the best coaches in the industry. But then under, you know, ask the person, like, what do you do? How do you build your business? See what their process is. If you're working with a coach that doesn't have a process for their own business, what are they going to teach you about yours? Right. right. So those are questions. And for any of our listeners, happy to share thoughts on like how to filter out a good coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but we talked about this, too, which is time management. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, how are you managing your time? <clears throat> Two different um, time blocks that I keep on my calendar every single day. The first, I call it TTT. It's time to think. As business owners, we have to create a space in our day where we can disconnect and just get into our own heads, mm-hmm. right? All the ideas that we're thinking, because we're entrepreneurs, which means mm-hmm. we got more ideas than anybody else in the universe. <laughs> um, but we have to figure out how to how to channel those thoughts, how to get them out of our heads. So for me, I like to just, again, shut down everything. It's about nine o'clock at night, time to think. And then I'll, I'll write a question. And I'll try to spend the most of that week just thinking about that one question. Mm. Like, so big question that I was recently thinking is, for me, I do events as a big part of my marketing process. So my newest question, for example, but the question could be anything about business. How can I create a, an event, a one-day event, that will make me $100,000 in one day? Mm-hmm. 
And so that's, I mean, literally for like two weeks and every day when I take my time to think, Mm -hmm. when I take my time to think, I'm working through the activities. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, The activities and just whatever I think can garner a one day event that can create $100,000 in revenue for my business. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, time to think. That's Mm -hmm. one time block every single day. The second time block is time to measure. So within our business, we have to have time where we're looking at the numbers. Mm -hmm. So how many leads did I get this week? How did I convert this week? I went to five networking events. How many contacts did I get this week? Did I set all those people up on the right drip campaign? That's it, right. So we have to build in this time for business development, and that's how you build the business. You see, and it's like we have a lot of people. And man, we're we're, we're diving. We're gonna have to start, <laughs> start start landing soon. But um, no, because it, there's a lot of people that unfortunately don't ever look at their business like that because they're so busy working. I guess in their business, like you know, I, I'm I'm always thinking about mm-hmm. my 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 poor like restaurant owners and stuff like that who are like you know they they got into it because they could cook. They're really good at it. Yeah. And now they're like they're they're a slave to their business. Like they cannot do anything. Like that's it. Like they can't grow the business. They can't expand. They can't train other cooks. They're just in it. Like you know, they like and it's like they're barely making ends meet. They got they they can't go on no kind of vacations because if they have to if they leave, they have to shut their the business down. Right. right. So it's like, um, and I don't know. I don't know what we could even tell them like how to help them to pivot and actually shoot. Do you have any? I guess that that well, could maybe help. they should ask them why they why they do because you said they they did because they were able to cook mm-hmm. and they were good at it. so that's going back to what we said at the beginning. You building a business just just because you're good at it doesn't mean that's the business you need to build. Mm. That could be it too, but man, yeah, that's a that's a very good point. You know, just because you could cook doesn't mean that you should own a restaurant. Uh, I'll tell you, unfortunately, a lot of business owners, by the time they get to me, mm-hmm. they are right there at that cusp where they're questioning whether or not they want to keep going. Right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know, and it, it's all it's almost a fifty fifty split. Sometimes, sometimes I'm able to encourage them in a way to say, okay, let's get this thing organized. Let's mm-hmm. figure out how to take the next step. Right. right, and we can only take one step at a time. Yep. Um, And sometimes it's, you know what, Jarvis, this was just my last conversation before, you know, tomorrow I'm shutting. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's it's kind of the 50 50. But I think, again, kind of coming back to the why. Mm -hmm. So those uh, uh, there's a handful of questions I'm asking early in my conversations. But why are you in business? Um, What's what's the exit of your business going to look like? Mm. Because everybody's business eventually will die. Mm. So have you started planning for the death of your business? What do you want to do? Do you want to pass the business on to, you know, an heir or someone else? Um, do you want to franchise it and license it and spread it all over the world? Right. There's so many. There, there's really only a couple of options. Sorry, so really. when you say the death of your business, you mean the, the, the death of it, of your business as it once were because you were running it as in, in your retirement plan is what you're talking about. No, your business is going to end one day. Right. Okay. Not, nothing lasts forever. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. The business will come to an end mm-hmm. eventually. Really? So are you planning? I mean, just the same way as as people, we're going to pass one day. So do you already have your funeral plan, right? We can start thinking about the same thing for our business. Well, this is this is new. What you're just telling me that this concept and shoot, my goodness, it's like (laughs) it's it's like we're just opening something brand new. But no, because I'm trying to like like, for example, like we were discussing yesterday, like West Can, um, uh, an organization here in the city, Mm -hmm. they've been around for 45 years, right? Mm -hmm. Their organization. So it's, it's gone from generation to generation. I'm hoping that even what I'm building with the OFC, that it's a legacy that even as for I transcend that the brand continues on forever. So now, so where, where, what's the mindset I should have? Like, so should I be preparing for, uh, an organization that has a legacy that lives on forever? 
or should I, you know, tell myself, okay, in the next 10 years, like, just be prepared to have something new opposed to the OFC? That's the question. I mean, there, there's no <laughs> right or wrong, but, um, you know, if you're going to sell it off, mm-hmm. one of my one of my clients knows that they want to sell their business for about $10 million in the next five years. Okay. So let's now reverse engineer that. Mm-hmm. So how much revenue does that business need to be creating on a year to year basis to be valued out at about $10 million? Right. Right. And so now we're just reverse engineering. Again, I'm an engineer by background. So mm-hmm. you say reverse engineering. That's that's, again, the strategies that I love building. Now okay. it's just a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, if we are going to pass it on to our children. Right. So have we started setting up all the legal structures today so that 20 years from now we could pass it on? Are we building them up right now today so that there's the expectation that, hey, I'm really I mean, my nine year old today, he'll tell you he's my Mm -hmm. (laughs) co-CEO. Right. And he owned that title, you know, but (laughs) but now, you know, okay, are are you serious? You Mm -hmm. you know, at least at nine, I'm I'm going to entertain it and we'll see what it really happens. But let me take you to Montreal. Like sometimes your kids don't want your business. That's, that's and and point. they are allowed to and so right? like but but if yeah. you want to pass it on maybe maybe it's not our children maybe I want to pass it on to another you know like I'm in a position now where I'm starting to coach coaches as mm-hmm. well so maybe there's a coach that I want to pass it to you know I'm I'm only 42 but maybe by the time I'm 55 you know I want to kind of fade out and mm-hmm. just start letting some future coaches take over my business right and, you know, there there's a mindset. Do we sell our business? That's it. You know, I, I kind of tell folks, why why sell it, right? Mm-hmm. Why not just hire somebody else to run it? That's exactly it, yeah. And then you move into a position as an employee and mm-hmm. let the company pay you a million dollars a year as a consultant. That's it. Right? And there are so many other options. Balance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's so so different things to think about, but we have to think about the death of our business. Mm-hmm. What is it going to be? Is it going to die when we die? Mm-hmm. And that tends to happen a lot of times, too. Mm-hmm. And then what happens to the funds and the structure if we just let it fall That's apart? It. Yeah. So thinking about the end in mind, now, you know, there's a timeline, you know what you're building for the next 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And now is your why going to drive you there? Right. So all these questions are kind of connected. I want to know those before I say, you know what, Pharaoh, uh, man, I, I would love to partner with you. I'd love to talk to you about coaching and consulting and how I think I can help you get to that goal mm-hmm. and see if you're, you know, see if we're a fit because this yeah. is a partnership. Right. I don't have clients. I have partners. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if I can't help you, you should be firing me with the quickness. <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. So do you have processes in your business to fire people? Right. Mm-hmm. So these are things we have to build out if you don't have them already. So this member the, so now so I, as we're, we're we're now winding down and this has been <laughs> exceptional huge value to our our, our listeners um, I want to first just we've highlighted what you do I want to give the opportunity for people who want to reach out to you so if uh, if you could share your handles and your contacts and different things like that so anybody who wants to to deep dive a little bit more yeah believe it or not I'm so easy to get in touch with mm-hmm. it's uh, just give me a call mm-hmm. now I know most of the listeners if they're here in Canada or beyond I am based in the US mm-hmm. so I am on WhatsApp cool yes. and so literally my personal cell phone number is area code 305 308 0829 0829 and call text just hit me up let me know what i can do if it's not me i got a gang of resources Mm -hmm. from other marketing strategists and coaches to graphic designers whatever you may need but that's Mm -hmm. that's the the ecosystem that i'm building for a lot of the people i support 
Yo, this is exceptional. And a little nugget, everybody, you could leave Jarvis voice notes. It's a lot easier on the WhatsApp. Leave him voice notes. <laughs> um, he's, he's always on the go, always on the move. It's not, it's definitely, he'll hit you back by a voice note too. It's a lot faster than trying to send him a text. Just, just word to the wise, just from experience. Um, but this has been, it's been awesome. Like my, like I said, my brother, when we first connected a couple of months ago, um, like you, you do tons of things. You, you, you only mentioned like a fragment of them, a little fraction. I do want to encourage people if you're on Alignable uh, to yeah. connect with you on Alignable. Uh, you, you manage a collective right now, what, 26,000 businesses? 26,000 and growing. The you're goal right. is 50,000 by the end of this year. That's so. it. Um, so for those who do want to connect and you're looking to connect with other entrepreneurs, uh, I'm looking uh, to set up a workshop on there as well. So uh, we'll be talking about that in the future. So those who want to join us on there, that would be huge. Um, and again, like it's just you, you, since I've met you, you've been adding value. I've shared it a, a gazillion times. Like you helped us to even change the direction of where we're going with the OFC and just to help that you just helped us to redefine our why, you know, and even now as people hear us talking about the fact that we are a community organization first. Not a business network that was thanks to you, Jarvis. And it was, you know, making it very clear, like, this is this is our why. We're here to do this. We want to build community first. That's the why of the OFC. You know, and everything else been able to build off of that. So, again, I thank you. I appreciate what you're doing. Um, as we always do with all our guests, we always ask for some empowering words for our listeners. I like to you know, put people on the spot like that. So what kind of empowering words would you like to leave with our audience today? All right. So that that's a tough question because mm -hmm. I, I have so many thoughts. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'll, I'll say if anything, I have to go back to what we've already talked about mm -hmm. in this conversation, which is dig into your why. Mm -hmm. Make sure that why can push you through anything. Um, look at the people you're taking care of, whether it's community, kids, spouses, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. um, that's I, I wish, I, you know, maybe it's part paranoia thinking or something, but that's a lot of what drives me mm -hmm. is every day I get up, you know, I, I'm very thankful for the chance to get out there and have a conversation with a business owner because mm -hmm. I know the skills and the passion I'm coming at them with right. to help them solve a problem. Mm -hmm. So focus on solving a problem for your clients. I think it'd be amazing the work you do for them. Um, Gina, uh, Farrell, you know, I want to thank you both. This was um, very empowering. Mm -hmm. cool. Just a chance to um, just to share my thoughts, but mm -hmm. everything you're building with OFC, you know, I've been a fan, a mm -hmm. true fan, a supporter from day thank one. You. So please just let me know what Mark can offer. Brother, I appreciate you. So guys, as you already know, this has been another segment of Parley with the People on the Empower Hour. This was the Empower Hour with Farrell Freeman, Queen Kaya, and Gina the Great. We are on live every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. and broadcasting Thursday mornings at 7 a.m. on CKUT 90.3 FM. Hopefully you got your dose of entertainment, enlightenment, and empowerment. Subscribe and watch us on EmpowerMTL.com and email us at EmpowerMTL at gmail.com to anonymously be featured on our What's the T-Mail segment. Stay blessed, black, and highly favored.